Welcome to Gnomewise and Ted Hetsters, Ted Diaries, Day 2, Exhaustion. I am Gnomewise. I am Ted Hetster. And he is still learning how to project his radio voice. Radio voice! You must make love to the microphone, as if it were a beautiful woman. Sorry, a little sleep deprived here, people. Um, just We'll just edit that. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with that in post. So anyway, there we were, up very late, uh, especially your body clock says it's oh dark 30 at this point, does it not? You're still on the East Coast time, so you're midnight 30 bodily, and you've been dragging your butt around all day today. And what have we learned today? Don't trust rental agencies. Ah, yes, indeed. So in case you've not been following the TED Diaries up until this point... Ted Hetzer and I are working on the TED Active Conference in Palm Springs, which is an extension of the main TED Conference in Long Beach. It's a simulcast site. Yes, we are our own little world, and we are wired up to them, and they are wired up to us, and generally we're, we're just plain cooler. But anyway, that's just my completely unbiased opinion as a participant in TED Active. And we are preparing the IT portions of the program for them, which is basically... Internet connectivity, networking, and printers and faxes and, and the like. Oh, my. Yes, printers and faxes and networks. Oh, my. <sighs> Head desk. So, there we were. There we were. There we were with spares of things like fax machines. We had one fax machine and a hot spare, a bulkhead-mounted spare. So, of course... We're back to Murphy's Law at this point, which is that which can go wrong shall go wrong. They both break. No, no, you got to say it right. So we plugged in the first one. And it worked for half a day. Worked for half a day, and then it went terplooey, and we thought, okay, no problem. We were smart. We got a backup. Damn right we do. So we plug in the backup. It no worky. It just, well, it, it seems to work. It powered up, and then we attempted to actually, you know, make a copy with it. And the pickup rollers on the paper said, oh, no, you won't either. Yeah, that was a fun one. And then we had two very large HP color printers. Behemoths. The behemoth, as we referred to it. And had one in the office area and one that we were putting behind the director's station in the main hall where the stage is. And that one just kind of... Sat there with the memory test up on the screen perpetually saying, yes, I have 128 megabytes of RAM, and that's all I'm going to tell you or do for you for that matter. So I proceeded to watch GnomeWise pull the uh, the logic board out and swap everything that was not soldered down. And he looked at some of the soldered down components very seriously, like the battery. I was, I was considering it. But, uh, yeah, so he did a binary swap of everything, and it just would not get past the memory test. It was not meant to be. So a couple phone calls later to the rental agency, and several hours later, a rental agency guy came with a car packed full of components and 
a new printer, a new fax, and a copier were installed. But it, it really wasn't quite that simple because security is actually pretty tight. Yes. So they let him get as far as the entrance and he didn't no have farther. a badge. Yeah, he didn't have a badge. So nay, nay, you do not get entry. So uh, so Nomewise got to do equipment shuttling. Yes, I did. Yay, lift, tote, fetch, and all that wonderful stuff. Well, rental guy stood outside and like, smoked a cigarette or something. Yes, but the amusing part is the solution for the um, the printer. So they swapped out the the faxes and the photocopiers. Okay, you know those are manageable sizes, but behemoth secondary printer, too behemoth. So they just left it there and they plunked the replacement printer on freaking top of it. The old printer became a printer stand. The one, the first one was merely a setback, <sighs> but it works now. It works. Hey, there's a saying that says, if it's stupid and it works, it's not stupid. So this is actually as it should be because we want all the bad things to happen early. Before the people get here. And uh, otherwise, as uh, Gnome Wise taught me, you know, don't screw the case shut too early because you will lock in the gremlins. Yeah, right. You don't put the case back on your computer until you test it. Because the big gremlins with the hammers will be locked inside should you prematurely put the screws on. Yeah. Oh, Ted Hedster, what was that noise that people just heard through your microphone? What is? What are you dining upon this evening? Um, a cherished childhood ritual of lemon heads uh, and, as a side snack, gobstoppers. And as a cherished adult ritual, you have an innocuous amber liquid this evening? Um, some might say it resembles a certain type of whiskey, but I'm not prepared to say that because this is a show for the family. See, I have switched from an innocuous clear liquid to an alarmingly red liquid, which contains an innocuous clear liquid, which I will now drink live on the air. Ah. I'm sorry, did I forget to mute the mic? It's been a long day, people. We are a little tired. A little punch drunk. One too many hits with snake. So this is typical of the uh, TED IT experience? We've actually got it comparatively easy compared to the larger Long Beach site. I get that impression. Well, but, um, well three times the size. and Yeah, but they also have three times the IT staff. Okay. Well, that's, uh, more people to manage is not necessarily yeah. an easier thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's a linear growth thing, but... Yeah, this is this is about right for this site. Um, we've had some things come up um, a little unexpectedly, like um, we knew we were going to have one video stream, and then we had some latecomers uh, who are also doing a video stream. But each of the video streams takes about two to three megabit per second, and we've got ten megabit coming in allegedly. Um, so. Um, but the, yeah, the second one was a latecomer. They they checked in, you know, maybe three, four days ago, saying, "Oh, by the way, we would like to stream video out from the site." Yeah, so that was okay because uh, the way they were describing it is, they said they wanted to do occasional um, videos mm-hmm. of the uh, the the hosts. We've got a host and hostess at this end, which we'll get back to in just a moment. Yeah, it's one of my topics. But um, now they're starting to say, uh, oh, well, we think we'd like to leave that up and running all the time. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Jump back? Yeah. Jump 
Yeah, okay, so there's, there's 50% of our bandwidth right there. So there's, we're going to have some rather interesting negotiations to see if that's even going to happen. Yeah, we'll have to um, negotiate that one. Do you need more innocuous amber liquid? You look empty. Yeah, let me freshen this thing up. So anyway, if you wish to uh, see what this TED thing is about, go to TED.com. It's the, what is it, Technology Education Design Excuse me, technology entertainment design. And you can see, if you look at the TED Active 2010, and in various parts of the websites, it's alternately referred to by its old name, which was simply TED Palm Springs. They haven't completely updated their documentation yet. You'll find the schedule there. If you see something on the TED Active or TED Palm Springs schedule you want uh, me to look into, it, uh, send an email to the show at alphageekradio.com. And I will attempt to make it part of my itinerary. If things blow up and IT IT happens, um, I may not have the option to attend everything, but I'll try and bring you the information that you wish to see. So you touched a little earlier on our co-hosts, whom you introduced me to. Uh, tell the listener base a little bit about them. They're two very interesting people. Okay, so... Uh our main host, who's actually employed by Ted at the New York City office, is uh, Kelly. And Kelly is the second nicest person in the universe. She is just ridiculously sweet and gracious and inviting. And it is not uh, a put-on. It's just her. And she's the second nicest person because um, her mom arrived today. Yeah. And you see why that she's like that. Her mom is just, she's just a nice proper, delightful Texas, Texas grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she, she dresses and behaves just like kind of like your ideal nurturing grandmother. Would be. Yeah, so uh, the fruit doesn't fall too far from the tree there, and um, and Kelly's uh, very much like her mind. She's her, her mom. She's just delightful. And Kelly's partner in crime? Her partner is, um, his, he goes by the name Reeves, and uh, he's a poet based in New York City. He's generally referred to as the Poet Reeves. Yep. And uh, he, he's done thing. He, he's been at TED for a number of years. He's done actual TED Talks, which is uh, no mean feat to get invited to do something like that, especially in something non-technical. To, you know, the artists are especially competitive because uh, there's a lot of artists out there. If you go to TED.com and do a search for Four in the Morning, that was one of the first ones you ever showed me from the site. Hysterically It is hysterically great. good. It's not, it's not, while he is a poet, uh, it is not uh, a poetry uh, that one is reading, um, but it's clever. Um, and uh, he's also, um, he's had a TV show. Um, I can't remember if it's like Comedy Central or something like that. I, I, I regret that I can't remember, but um, you know, he's been on cable TV uh, doing poetry. Um, and uh, he also participates in the poetry community in New York City. And, um, but he's got a, uh, a sarcastic wit uh, that Kelly doesn't have, um, but that she plays well off of him with. And uh, they're just well suited as co-hosts together, uh, as different as they are. It's a, it's a in- interesting, engaging um, uh, uh, partnership. Um, Wikipedia says Reeves, parentheses poet, references HBO season four, Deaf Poetry, and 
You can find lots of links on Wikipedia to his TED, TV Week, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. And he has an official website. Because what self-respecting poet these days doesn't? Let's see here. I probably shouldn't be surfing these high bandwidth websites in our poor anemic little connection here while streaming. So but, another uh, another uh, TED Talk that he did was if I ran the internet. Well, here's an, an insight into his sense of humor. His website, his homepage, www.shopliftwindchimes.com. Yeah, I kind of remember that. <laughs> yep. Shopliftwindchimes.com. That's definitely a poet's website. So check that out. All the good domains were already taken. Apparently. We found ours. I mean, we're, we're versus the world productions, because apparently we were the first ones to come up with that. But you're not really versus the world productions. You're vtwproductions.com, because yeah. we wanted it to be typed in something less than a three-day period. Right. We have versus the world productions as a redirect, so. Okay. We're not stupid. We know how to do this interweb thing. Balls famous on the internets. I can has cheeseburger. I can kill you for saying that on the air. So anyway, uh, if you wish to go to the aforementioned vtwproductions.com and click on the Casually Hardcore show link, I've posted a few things in there, including a link to my TwitPic feed. I've been trying to remember to take pictures during the day, and I've sent a few of them up there, including the Mountain O'Bean Bags. How could you not do this? Well... I get the impression that the beanbag thing is a long-standing tradition. Speak a little about this. Well, only sort of. Um, so uh, Ted has a long-standing relationship with Steelcase. Um, Steelcase makes um, some of their newest products or some of their most successful products available. Um, uh, with I don't know. I don't know if it's free or very low cost, but um, they've got a great relationship with Ted, and they've been there pretty much since the beginning. And uh, at TED Active, um, we started off with uh, 50 beanbags I overheard today uh, and various other kinds of things. They, they had a bed uh, that you could sit on, and they mounted television screens above you so you could like be in a sleeping position. Nice. Um, but they started with 50 beanbags. Well, they, incre- they increased the number of attendees at TED Active this year by 100. However, they increased the number of beanbags from 50 to 200. So, we got beanbags. Oh, we got beanbags. You can see the pictures on my TwitPic feed. Now, what's amusing about that, though, is I guess they, uh, they ground tested them at Long Beach, where they have some of them, mm-hmm. and they found them unsuitable. So, they sent back all the beanbags for both sites to be restuffed with additional fluff. fluff. And I just I find that interesting that bean they had somebody quality testing. Control. Yes, yes. <laughs> this beanbag is insufficient. Send it back yeah. for more. So uh, they were unloading them from the truck, bringing them into the load-in area, and they're just piling them in big into piles. Two large piles. And, well, I mean, please, they, they, pile. they beckoned us. I mean, it, metaphorically, it, it was the equivalent of a pile of leaves. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can't not. So Ted Hester's bag and badge were instantly handed over to me and said, wait, here. And swan dive into the beanbags. People are doing backflips into these things. It was amusing to behold. Oh, look, we're all six years old again. What's the point of being grown up unless you can act childish occasionally? There's a great XKCD comic where one stick figure comes to the other stick figure's door and says, 
What the hell did you do? Oh, I, I filled my apartment with, with ball pit balls. Why would you do that? Well, it occurred to me that I'm an adult now, and I get to decide what adult behavior is. And the last pain is just the other person diving into the pit. <laughs> oh, yeah. That in the uh, XKCD that someone linked to me last night said, the woman rappelling down the side of the building to talk to the guy in the cubicle saying, you know those people who say that may you live in interesting times is a curse? Yeah. Bleep them. Let's go have an adventure. Yeah, so um, so there was some beanbag diving going on. Oh, yes. And there's photographic evidence of that to be found on the interwebs, if you know where to look. So now the beanbags have been more homogenized in regular patterns and aisles. Um, but it looks a lot like the scene from the movie Alien, where they have kind of the uh, the, the egg area mm-hmm. that eventually, you know... Uh, Facehugger. Yeah. Um, so... It's kind of sinister looking now. now. There's a picture of that, too. And what's really interesting is, via the miracle of Twitter, one of our listeners, without knowing anything you had said, made the precise same observations. It looks like a face is going to come out of them at any minute. And that's kind of scary. There's another one of you out there. And the internet helps us find each other. And we hope to have a captive breeding program soon to preserve the species. One day, we shall overthrow. Yes, but you know his brain once said to Pinky, Pinky... What brain? Never breed. Okay. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, brain, but uh, we'll never get a monkey to use dental floss. What, me and Regis Philbin? But isn't he already married? Me and Pippi Longstocking? What would the children look like? But we digress. We do indeed, and apparently we're diverged and divested at the same time. We're a little tired. A <laughs> long day. Ah. Uh. Innocuous amber liquid and shockingly red liquid for the win. So what else do we have to do? We're um, we're setting up a file server between the two sites. So the um, photographs. The, uh, we've got a photographer here that's been with us since Aspen, and uh, it's going to take some high quality pictures that the other site would like available. So we're going to set up a file server and uh, move uh, unconscionable amounts. Of high-res pictures. Uh, high-res pictures between the sites. Um, and our yeah. internet connection will go... But, uh, yeah, no, they're pretty good about uh, putting together PowerPoint presentations of um, the last session, basically, uh, of action pictures of the crowds, if you will, and quickly assembling a, um, a PowerPoint presentation. They show that during the next intermission. And uh, it's just very nice. You know, people look to see if they're in there, and uh, they're usually good shots. Yeah, I saw some big signs that they're going to deploy. It says, warning, you are being filmed. Yep. Yeah, so people know that if you're Ted... Um, you're on. Ca- you're basically on camera. Yeah. It, it has a, somewhat of a Burning Man quality where they don't want spectators. They want, they want people... Participants. They want participants who are engaged. Um, so this year is kind of interesting because um, while the TED conferences have existed for, you know, Decades. More than a yeah, more than a decade uh, goes back to about eighty seven, maybe eighty five. Um, that was produced by you know basically a professional organization. Now they're allowing people to um, come into a licensing agreement where you can do something called TEDx. Get out of my brain! I was just about to ask you about that. So what they do is they you sign a licensing agreement where TED agrees um, to make uh, some TED resources and the TED brand name available to you. The uh, the site. 
uh, that's licensing it agrees to do things in the TED style and do some things like make video available and show, I think between 25 and 50 percent of actual TED talks at, at there at at your event, but you're allowed to put on your own TED event. So they exercise a measure of uh, licensing and creative control over you, but you get to put together your own TED event for, you know, anywhere from 10 to, like, say, 200 people is pretty common. Um, And uh, people are, you know, they thought that maybe if they'd get, like, what what did our colleague tell us today, 25 to 50 in the first year? They would have been very happy. They would have been really happy and had, like, between 100 and 200, I think. Um, and it's just going gangbusters. They're just amazed at the response. Uh, people wanting to do their own TED-like events. People want to do this, yeah. They want a connection to the TED community, or they want to do something like the TED community. So in response to that, um, 75, 75 TEDx um, uh, leaders Submitters, yeah. Yeah, uh, are here at TED Active in Palm Springs, and they're mostly young, enthusiastic people. Which uh, right up Ted, Ted Active's alley. That's that's totally up Ted Active's alley. So uh, I was sitting around chat with four of them. Two of the guys had already done theirs, and two of the guys were on the cusp of doing theirs in a few months. And um, I don't know, just the enthusiasm was palpable. Uh, just good-hearted people. They're like, "Yeah, I want to, I want to do this, Let's do this thing." Yeah, I'm here to be inspired, or I'm here to show you what I did that was inspired. So. Um, so if people are out there and they enjoy TED Talks and they like it, but they think that maybe um, you know, what they're doing uh, is not something that necessarily would uh, allow them to apply and be accepted to TED or TED Active, um, I guess a new avenue now is if you host a TEDx and it's a successful activity, um, you've got an avenue to perhaps be invited to, uh, to a TED conference. Mm-hmm. So... And you said that. you said some of the content from TEDx had made it onto the regular TED website as TED TED videos. Yeah, so I mean, lots um, about like I said, tw- between twenty-five to fifty percent is sort of replaying existing TED talks, but the rest of the content is supposed to come from the host. And some of the sp- uh, some of the speakers that they've gotten have been such high quality that they posted their talks Dish. on the main TED website because they're like, "This is great stuff. This is up to snuff." That's very strange. The lovely web service is saying, I can't find TED.com. I think my little router is confused. Hey, IRC. I wonder if my IRC client has frozen up here. Someone in IRC typed something in response to my speaking. I will talk to the universe, and the universe will talk back to me through the miracle of the tubes. See, the Internet, it's not something you just dump something on. It's not a big truck. It's, it's a series of tubes. Thank you, Senator, former Senator Ted Stevens. And then there was a kind of silence. Uh, as Aaron McKean, a, a TED uh, Talk person, said, the Internet is made up of words and enthusiasm. I buy that. I think that's a pretty good metaphor. Yes. Speaking of someone who enthusiastically develops content and throws it out to the Internet, I can definitely buy into that definition. Huh? Sinister T says something. Thank you, Sinister T. I guess my IRC client is working. It's just too early in the freaking morning for people. To be, oh, I've been listening passively. Oh, I'm, why did they go on the air at 12.30 in the morning? But anyway, let us go to a music break, and we will return 
Probably just to sum it up and call it night because, damn, we're tired. I know I am. Let's wake up with some uh, some drop-ins here. Silence! And... and I reject your reality and substitute my own. And one of my favorites. It wasn't me this time, I swear! But I digress. We're going to do a little uh, Brad Sucks. This track is called Fake It. And we will be back after this. I must end this battle very soon, for I must get home and listen to VTWProductions.com versus the World Radio. Huh? Where's Chim Chim?
And Ted Diaries Day 2 Exhaustion continues live on Versus the World Radio with myself, Gnomewise, and my unprepared co-host, Ted Hedster. <laughs> so, in another two days, really, because tomorrow is preview day, where a few things happen, but not really the hardcore meat of the conference. I gather that Wednesday is when we seriously start getting into content. Is that the correct perception on my part? I think you're right, but I, uh, I honestly haven't looked closely at the schedule this year, and they, uh, it's evolved significantly from last year. They're doing uh, a larger number and array of things uh, at uh, Ted uh, Active this year. I overheard uh, one staff member saying to someone who had just arrived that no BS that this would be the best ever by a wide margin. So some, someone was, that I was overhearing was very, very confident about the, the content they had to offer and how things were going to go. And looking at the way things are shaping up, the framework into which we're going to then plug people and talent and art uh, is looking very solid. Uh, so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to bringing back information to you about the goings-on uh, rather than merely the setup for and the anticipation of. Oh, Hi, Barry VA. Uh, how you doing? As, uh, somebody's a little, little over-eager and, and happy, happy in the old IRC there. Guess he doesn't realize I'm more or less barely awake. However, you've just informed me that I am medically required to go forth from this place to down by the pool to press the flesh with uh, other Tedsters, because without which I am not receiving... The full TED experience. You need to have the full TED experience, which includes a measure of sleep deprivation, meeting really interesting, engaging people to unreasonable hours. Uh, Barry, there actually wasn't that much of a delay. I just hadn't been looking at the IRC because I was fiddling with the knobs in Sam Broadcaster. And I am on a very high latency connection because I'm on my mobile router because this is the mobile broadcast rig. And it's amazing that it works at all. You'll get nothing and like it. I want a hamburger. No, no I, want I want a, a cheeseburger. cheeseburger. 50 bucks, says the snail's kid. Picks his nose. I'll take that action. Extra 25, says he, he eats, eats it, it, too. Oh, the kid's hungry. The flesh. Press it. So anyway, there we were. Chit-chatting about the preparations for TED Active 2010. <sighs> what else is it? We simply we built some internet cafes today. We're simply deploying and securing some laptops for people to be able to surf the interwebs in the room of the mini beanbag chairs. Uh, many flat panel televisions were deployed. A uh, fair amount of interesting audio testing went on. Check test one, two. Peanut butter, peanut butter. Check test one, two. Snails, snails. Going there were some interesting songs being played, too. Um, I can't quite remember, but I remember my action was, where did they get this one? Mm-hmm. Well, you were playing Existential Blues for me earlier. But that's that's just classic. That's Doctor Demento classic. Well, those of us in the know know about it, but I found out that I'm not totally in the know. I just learned about a song that's totally up my alley, and I can't believe I just heard about a song called Code Monkey. I can't believe that you were a Jonathan Colton version. I almost have to disown you on those grounds alone. You work in the industry. You are a member of geek culture, and you were unaware of the existence of Jonathan Colton. My colleagues did not clue me in. It's their fault. They fail. You should abandon these colleagues and seek real ones. Epic fail. Epic! Yes, I did just say. Epic! I need to get TB's epic drop in. 
Let's see if I can substitute something else there. Um, my mouse would start working. And... Leroy! See, you know, you don't even play WoW. And you know about freaking Leroy Jenkins, but you didn't know about Code Monkey. I don't know. Oh, here's a little, sister, little bit of your sister-in-law. I'm sorry. He doesn't know what to make of that one. Thank you, I think. May I have another? Excuse me. Okay, we're moving on to another subject. <laughs> I can't read your crazy moon language! But I digress. Oh, well, one thing we didn't mention is that the day was full of quotes from the movie Office Space. Apparently. I've only, I've, only, I've only seen the one time, so I don't really have a, a good... I mean, PC load letter. What the... I'm PC load letter. You. <laughs> I mean... You, you can't participate in the, all things... Um, office space unless you've had multiple viewings because it, it's you can't appreciate it the first time you must watch it three four times to catch all the jokes that are so subtle you jump to a conclusion i go to the customers and find their requirements and then i take them to the engineers because the engineers are not people poopers i'm a people person you see Penis. Oh, look at that! Just Ted Hester does not know what to make of this whole drop-in thing. He doesn't. That sounded like an Adam Sandler quote. No, that's actually my uh, two more of my co-hosts from Casually Hardcore, uh, Grail and Daxa, husband and wife. And so the first word, first word you hear is spoken by Grail, and the remaining bit was from Daxa, and it goes like this: Penis. Oh, look at that! Which is a, a listener piece that together from snippets from one of our episodes to make a drop-in honoring Daxa. Sounds a little bit like Robot Chicken or something. I might be dangerous! You should recognize the source material from that drop-in. We were talking about it earlier. I will share my French bread and machine urine with you. The tick. Yes, indeed. Spoon! Good news, everyone! So, anyway... I believe we're going to wrap this up before we go much further off the rails here, simply because not a lot of content to bring you just yet, because it's mostly been set up. We've begun encountering some of the interesting people, but really haven't uh, had a chance to interact with them. I have noticed Ted Hester putting forth an effort to perhaps rope some of these personalities into uh, standing before the microphone for all of you. We'll let you know if any of that comes to fruition, no promises. Uh, keep an eye on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, GnomeWise, or you can follow VTW Productions on Twitter. I try to tweet uh, with some warning that we're going on the air, and mostly this is for the purposes of the podcast, because I understand with, without a schedule, we can't really expect listeners to be standing by waiting. Gee, I wonder if they're going to do a show today. So thank you for tuning in, and we will uh, apparently go down and... Uh, hang out by the pool with the cool people. Cool people are here in this room doing streaming audio. Believe it or not, we have allowed a few additional cool people on the premise. No, I, I refuse to. But what the hell is supposed to do, you moron? He got the quote. Very good. So the guy who did that was actually one of the writers. No, of the he, story he was. He was the editor in chief of National Lampoon magazine. Yeah, that played too. Stork. We all thought Stork was brain damaged. Silence! I kill you! So, before I go any further overboard on the drop-in bin here, we're going to call it a night. 
Thanks for tuning in. We hopefully will be back tomorrow for another installment. Look for the real meat of the installments to start Wednesday evening after we've had a chance to attend some stuff and come back excited. Going, oh, you would not believe what we saw here today. <sighs> anyway, thank you and good night for me. Good night and may your God go with you. Amen. Bye-bye,